I am unashamed. What about you? John listens to the podcast. I see yeah. it sometimes I when I come. While I'm building calls. Yeah, I come in there. So, so Stone was here, John, and uh, said that while he's working, he hears the podcast because instead of working, it was the implication. He didn't. No. He didn't. He he didn't say that, but the implication was while I'm working. Godwin's listening to the podcast, so I get some of it through that. Oh, yeah. Well, that would be what he would say. <laughs> but, you know, remember when we used to build them? We'd watch yeah. TV and build duck calls. Yeah. I watched the computer and build duck calls. I watched the podcast. In yeah. fact, yeah. I came in there yesterday, I think, one of the days, yeah. yesterday, and you were watching the one that Stone was on. Yeah. <laughs> you got to remember, building duck calls is By the way, of- him and Ann isn't talking right now. <laughs> What, what, how is that? But he told me, remember, they'll, they, he, he said, said they'll they, drive to Gulf Shores, Alabama, so what's six, that, and six and seven hours, hours, and never say a word. Yeah, so I guess there's nothing different. <laughs> yeah, so they're business as usual. What I was going to say is building duck calls is one of the most monotonous things you can do on the planet. Is you do yeah, the yeah. same thing over and over all day. You have to break it You're up. You're a human machine. And always have the perfect exhibit. Because people are like, well, why are you watching TV? You know, the production, you know. Well, Willie went through that stage for a few weeks. You know, we're going, everybody going to stand up and, you know, work <laughs> with deaths that are. I was like, hey, it, you know what monotony does to people? Look at Cy. Cy, he just sat there and did the reads and he didn't have a distraction. That drove him crazy. Yeah. Well, he may have been already tipping toward crazy. Well, I, I, I agree. That he, yeah. had, he, had he had insane tendencies. tendencies. <laughs> Just ask any of his former COs. Can you imagine was, having Cy working for you? He was, he was born different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew he was different when he ran, literally ran naked until he got of school age and, and, uh, and he got his butt tore up. Because he said, oh, I'm not wearing any clothes. And she said, oh, my mama said, oh, you're going to wear clothes just to school. He said, mm-mm. I mean, and he had got his tail tore up with a belt. Wait a minute now. He wanted to go he wanted naked to, go to, to school? school? Naked? He said, I'm not going to wear clothes. I mean, what few hey, pictures? Naked what boy. few pictures they had? You've seen these pictures of these family groups that are really poor, which we were. Don't tell me he's naked. And, and they're the all lined up. And look, Sai would be standing there, just just butt naked, butt naked. <laughs> he was. Oh my god! <laughs> he, so he was a nudist. He was a free spirit. <laughs> That's hard to delete. So well, when Sai retires, I guess he'll end up in some nudist colony. <laughs> No, he oh just, boy! As a little boy, he just he just didn't like clothes, and we got got to where we didn't think anything about it. I mean, he, just he was just the nudist. He was the youngest one. Well, that's that's even more disturbing. Youngest? <laughs> well, I'm just telling you. I'm giving you a little background of the Robertson clan. Well, I tell you, it's a wonder. <laughs> We're I not heard all that story before. Up. I had not either. Well, I'd heard the story. However, children who were like that when the polio virus came through. And it devastated kids. Well, they did a they better did a big study on it once they came up with the the vaccine, the vaccine and all, and they did a study, and they found that all the kids who ran naked and played in the dirt 
in the rural areas, which no is, rural children caught polio. Which mm. is one. So well, no, oh no. I mean, <laughs> hey, the people well, up and down the road. I mean, no. There's a lot of nudity around. All like what, that. What, what, what I'm on? saying is, we we stayed outdoors. Phil, that's all not normal. People don't run around naked. Well, they did you know, we I I might have had a little raggedy. Uh, pair of blue jeans that somebody had given us we'd cut up all the shoes we got were were hand-me-downs from somewhere else we we didn't get like new shoes ever that fit mine you know i was squeezing my feet were getting bigger there's a big difference in some blue jeans and nothing it'll give you some big bunions later on in life i know that because you got your feet squeezed in these shoes so we didn't wear shoes but the ones the children that played in the dirt they said somehow through that had built the natural immunity to that particular virus and it got the city kids yep. well they got to looking at it and they said well, how come nobody all these people around that parish in louisiana out in the woods the rural areas and we went to school barefooted Godwin, welcome to the show. What we've learned thus far, let me review. The girls, if you don't to, want polio, go around naked. But you be if in the you dirt. wear too tight of shoes, you get bunions. Look, the girls ragged me so much, them little city Such girls. education around They me. ragged me relentlessly because we I didn't have shoes and you know, and our britches, you know, the knees. Now they they make them with the knees out. Well, these were for real knees out. So we we would just take off running down a dirt road to get to the bus. You know, kids, how they are, they're running toward the bus. We'd get on there, you know, we'd sigh with no shoes, and we just went to school that way. Well, the little city girls, you know, yeah, 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 you know, yeah, because they looked down on us. Poor white Well, when, when I hit about the 10th, 11th grade and got to be a football hero, they wanted to date me. I said, remember that time was in the first grade? <laughs> And you ragged me about being barefooted. I said, you're out. Good. And you she gone. said, your brother was naked. Well, I'm just saying. Weirdo. So, we, were, we were country people trying to blend in to city life, and it came slow. So one of my favorite Aunt Judy's stories, your older sister, because uh, apparently Cy also had a sleep a bedwetting, I've heard you tell that, yep. and a sleepwalking yep. problem. Well, I knew about the sleepwalking. He, would, grow, he would go great distances asleep. Well, right. She said, so she said she and her boyfriend were sitting out on the, you know, I guess this is the way you date, you know, out on the front steps, you yep. know, so I guess everybody yep. can keep an eye on it. Sit everybody. on the porch. Sit on the porch. And here comes Cy with his tidy whities Sound asleep. I thought he was naked. No, he had he had oh. he had underwear. No, he was so like this was later. junior high. He was uh, he oh, was bigger. Okay. Yeah. So at some point he but he, he moved come, up he comes to Tarzan. Out. He by comes necessity because the they did have a code. You can't come up here naked. <laughs> so he went to Tarzan without the body. That's right. The little skinny man had a little skinny side. No. And so look, he he and they're sitting there on the steps. Then they look up and see him, which is you know kind of troubling, I'm sure, to Judy because here's her little brother. She's trying to date here, yeah. and he just splits them. He walks right in between them, doesn't look to the right or the left. His eyes are open, but he's just it's, you know glassy, just looking off in space. And he goes out, and he starts just walking down the road, on the road, yeah, sound asleep. Yep. And then they ran after him and woke him up, and he has no idea how he got there. So, But the, but the reality show experts, you know, the ones in the know, yep. out of all of us, they, they said – there's one, though, with just raw talent. The one that is not ashamed to step across that line 
and act like a complete idiot. He said, the one that does that, that's what you call talent. And I said, I missed that. I just thought it was stupidity. No. He said, oh, no, that's talent, dude. That's right. And that's why I, so I was the star of the show. He was. Do I mean, you, he, Do you miss up at the workplace? No, he comes up there and sees us every once in a while. Does he? Yeah. Comes he still up likes there, to he gets tired of sitting home. Yeah, he comes up there and tells us what we're doing wrong. <laughs> so I was the duck call reed man for how many years, yeah. Jace? I'd say 10. Yeah, he's about a decade. Oh, so, yeah, he looks at Jackie's reeds every time. Right. Oh, I do that. So there was an episode. Oh, Jackie. Oh, yeah, Jackie. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, that's why the duck good. calls got better when Cy got moved out hey, to the hey. pasture. So there's an early episode uh, on Duck Dynasty where Cy comes in. It was the one the Swede was on. Somebody asked me about the Swede. And, and he comes oh, in, no and he just, like, dumps a box of reeds out on the show. And it's like, boys, I'm I'm out of here. I quit. That's the last read I'll ever do. It's the reason I don't remember that, because he quit all the time. Well, that's right. But in reality, reality show, that's exactly what he did. Like, <laughs> yeah. as soon as the show took off, and then it was like, he was like, I ain't building no more Because, yeah. you know, we're still trying to, now we're selling more duck calls than ever. A lot of people might not realize about Silas Merritt, Silas Merritt Robertson, is Silas Merritt named after your mom? Uh, and y'all, y'all will probably back me up on this. He's one of the godliest guys oh, I've ever run up. Well, he is an awesome. Guy. If he's got a Bible in his hand, we're good. But outside of that, <laughs> we got problems. <laughs> he loves, I'm going to get him some clothes for Christmas. He loves this year to sing. Hearing this story, just, well, because I don't want him. To, I don't want him to revert back to his childhood. You know, because that's just what they tell them. Say. Phil said you ran naked until you started going to school, and then, <laughs> yeah, then no, it was a, don't even bring it up. It was a major ordeal around there for a while. He'll tell you about it. Because they say when people get old, they revert back to their childlike ways. Well, whoa, so, whoa, so, whoa, so, whoa. so, <laughs> so <laughs> Cy now with the coronavirus and, and Godwin has seen him. Y'all probably haven't seen him in a while. So he's got a, a little gut on him. You know, for the first time ever. And it's he's kind of embarrassed about it because he, he keeps talking about it. Like he's, I gotta get rid of this gut. I gotta get rid of this gut. So I, I said, yeah. I, I said, saw him last night. I didn't see a gut. It's a little. It's, not it's like, a little pooch. It's, not like it's a just big a gut. pooch. It's yeah, just a but skinny as he's been all these years, he just now developed. I, I don't know. He must be eating well, or whatever. <laughs> well, that's what he's saying. He ain't doing anything, and he's got his COPD doesn't allow him to do a lot. But the problem is, I said, Si, you're seventy two years old. I said at this point. A little, a little pooch isn't going to really nah. – because he wouldn't. He didn't eat something. Somebody had a delicious yeah. dessert, and he passed on Fame it. and fortune couldn't have come to a better guy. That's right. Cy might weigh 120 pounds. Well, he's probably thin. about 130 now. Yeah. <laughs> he's thin. He's thin. And he's always, always has been. been. He's always been like that. And he's got that, okay. like, the scoliosis like Granny had and Judy and now Phyllis. Has it too? The yeah. shoulder blade gets out of whack. Something about their yeah. spine. They got a issue there. Yeah, genetic. You, you don't want to go back too far in that gene pool. Like that's a, that's some redneck <laughs> just went by. Yeah, because we're in the lair. We're deep that's in the enclaves. So that's no muffler. No, that's, that's well, not even that long. Yeah, that's there's a, there's a certain distance when you get out towards fields where uh, mufflers are optional, and yeah. everybody, if you see somebody walking on the side of the road. They're armed. Have you <laughs> noticed that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, there's a woman. She's got a pistol on both sides. Oh, yeah. She's, she's walking like, just pull over. Yeah. I yeah. dare you. The, the city dwellers would be really surprised they're going to come down in here and 
and start tearing up because everybody well, I know. Yeah. You hear some of those uh, rioters when they say, oh, we're coming to your neighborhood. We're coming to the country. I was thinking, <laughs> yeah. ooh, we might want to rethink that because – you start showing up in some areas down in here with People mischief here. on your mind. Maybe that's why all the signs from 15 <laughs> yeah. miles out, every one of them had bullet holes that's in right. them. That's I a, said, that's your, they think. was coming, but they turned around. I said, nope. When you see all the bullet holes in the sign, that's a sign you don't want to be going down in there with yeah. mischief. I tell people, they're either angry, they're having a bad day, or they're setting a rifle in. It's that's not right. that complex. Mm-mm. I you just think they watched the enough or TV. Just they just watched enough TV, and they're like, Okay. Yeah. That's the way we're gonna do this. That's that's let's get it on. Well, I know when we had. But you're right. They're all armed. Every one of them. Well, it's funny because we're all armed to the teeth anyway. Of course, we live close to town. But but whenever we had somebody, you know, try to shot, spread a few shots in our neighborhood, all of us doubled down and went for another full round. I mean, we we how much we spend five grand (laughs) with some more weapons. Look, I got one that's got a clip on it, a pistol that has thirty in it. I said, you talk about somebody. 30 times you, you want to try to mess don't it's t- not it's not paranoia it's just preparedness right prepared just right. in case just thin, in case thin line thin, thin line i mean because you know people have mischief on their mind so welcome officially john, thank you john thank godwin you. is you, this you, your first time here well on the podcast oh yeah okay. he's never been on the podcast before which i, which I thought was an oversight <laughs> on our part Godwin, how were you did some of the robertsons convert you yeah, you did. Oh, I did. <laughs> there you go. Well, I didn't know that. Well, welcome aboard, there, brother. He was the first. He was the first yeah. left winger you converted. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you nice. actually. So how did I, look- I remember this story? You actually were out of duck calling time. Well, hang on, hang on. Before you tell that, we got to take a first break. So, Jay's one of our uh, new uh, podcast sponsors. Uh, some really good people that I had a great conversation with on the phone. A guy named Cody Maxwell started a company back in 2011 called Capital Ranch Real Estate. And uh, he lives in the, I think he told me he's in the Waco area, but he travels all over Texas. So he basically sells and helps helps people sell and helps people buy ranches uh, and property in Texas, which, you know, Texas is a big state. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, you can drive around Texas for a day or two and never get out of there. I mean, that's, oh, a, that's I, a huge state. You, 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 I, I stay lost every time I go there. And I know that uh, Jeff's been down there about two or three years, and I know you and Missy have family uh, down there. Missy's got family as well. So yeah. that. You know, I, what do you? Th- I mean, why is the spirit of tech, pe- Texans love Texas? Well, it's one enough? thing. I mean, there's a sense of honor when you own land, and then it's like double honor if you own land in Texas. That's right. It's just something about it. It's a spirit about the place. Yeah, I, I, I love those guys. And I got a friend that uh, moved there, and he was born in Minnesota, and he's got a T-shirt that said, "I wasn't born in Texas, but I got here as fast as I could." So yeah. I think that's kind of the spirit of it. So we want you to check these guys out. If you know, a lot of people are buying. Uh, real estate in Texas that aren't from there, uh, from other states as well. So we want you to check these guys out. Basically, you can go to ranchrealestate.com. That's all one, ranchrealestate.com. That's their website. Or you can give them a call, 855-968-1200. That's 855-968-1200. And see if uh, they can help you out. So how'd your conversion come about? I've forgotten. Well, when I come down here, tell about the tell about first tell about the first time you met. The Dad. first time, 
<laughs> I love this story. When when I grew up hunting, you know, Dad hunted, kept me in the woods, which was great. And we you're deer, from like an hour south of here, Columbia, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. So we deer hunted, dove hunted, squirrel hunted. That's all. We didn't duck hunt. And um, this guy moved in our neighborhood and uh, invited us to go duck hunt. We did, and it got me. When he started calling them ducks, and they responded. And then when they just cup and that wind, I just my, the hair on the back of my neck would stand up. You had hair on the back of the neck. Then I yeah. did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, I was 14 years old. Can you believe that? 14. When and you showed up here? No, no. Well, the first time I met you. So, I'm sure, I'm sure I didn't you know were, you were 14. I'm sure you remember this. So Dad. you were 14. I was 14. Yeah, so I was back. just. I was 14 or 15. Of course, we could get a driver's license at 15 then. Right. So you and had your uh, permit at 14. So I was either driving or just fixing to start driving. But anyway, the duck hunt it intrigued me so much. I wanted to learn how to call because just seeing him call him ducks and them responding. Is what got me. So, and he blew up the old oak keyhole then. Yeah. And so that's what I learned on. And um, he was going to, uh, what's the name of that school? Bartler Fault, something like that. You was going to be there. I didn't know it. And um, this would have probably been late 70s. Yeah. When were you for it? You were going to, what was he doing at a school? I was going, they had the duck calling contest. Oh, at the school? Yeah. Boy, the world's changed now. His dad, yeah. his dad used to do a lot of youth things like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we went, and uh, my buddy was going to enter it. I wasn't planning on entering it. I was just learning how to call, but I was getting, I was catching on. And so me and Dad went and sat down in the audience, and he said, you better go warm up. And I said, for what? He said, because I entered you. Oh, so he paid your entry fee. I said, so what do you want to do something like that for? Now you're, now you're nervous. <laughs> now right? I got to be in the duck count. So I went back there. I was nervous. I was all these guys. And um, come back and sit down. And Daddy had bought me a Duck Commander duck call. But I, I wasn't very good on it because of double read. I was used to that single read. And he asked me. And you were 14. Yeah. He said, you going to blow that Duck Commander call? I said, no, I think you sound like crap. Uh-oh. When I said that, there was a guy sitting in front of me oh. with a big beard. He turned around and said, my name's Phil Robertson. I build those calls. Oh, boy. And I felt about that tall. <laughs> and he said, let me see that thing. I give it to him, and he pulled it apart and redone the read or something, re- just reseed it and stuck yeah. it in his barrel and blew it. And that thing took off. Yeah, and he said, "Hey, I fixed it." I said, "Well, thank you." I didn't even know who he was. Yeah, and um, but you was there. You was doing a demonstration, and you spoke. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, that was something. And I'd asked you about that several times, but you hadn't remembered it. But now, <laughs> twenty-four. I was thinking about this twenty-four years after I said that to you. I'm cutting, you trained me to cut the end pieces on that same DC 200 call. So you ended up working for us. You ended up working for us. And you just passed 
21 years. 21 so when years. was your conversions? Before you, we hired you, we normally don't hire them unless they're brothers. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's like you, you have to, what is it? You have to watch, uh, oh, you have to watch uh, Outlaw Josie Wales and yeah. you better be a brother. Yeah, that's right. Around well, my, Miss Paula, she had, we had just adopted Johanna and I was, you know, I was going crazy, drinking a bunch, smoking dope. Running the bars. She was wanting me to straighten up, and we need to go to church. And I'm like, I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> you know where I'm headed, Jim, at that point in my life. I thought you did that, but you just started sinking. <laughs> You were, oh, so you were, in the, you were in the depths of hell. We understand. Yeah. Right at the I moment mean, you said that, your chair dropped two I feet. I know it. I, I thought you had some kind of handle on it. Yeah. It's a miracle. Boy, I always like to do the effects. Boy, well, you bring Goblin on here. We got theatrics. We got everybody. Oh, yeah. That's but impressive. anyway. Um, I'm glad you got down there. The level. woman wants you to straighten up. Yeah. I don't know why because, I mean, you know, I wasn't. I was thinking in my mind. I wasn't. I was going to the bar some. Well, we was actually right before that married, living Sorta. single lives. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, she'd go out with the girls. I'd go out with the guys. But I'd kind of quit that after we got Johanna. And I was just going to friends' house after work. You know, when I'd work evenings or something. And I wasn't. I mean, I wasn't going to the bars. I was still drinking and doping and all that. But you know, you, everything was like a lot of people. You were comparing. Well, I'm not as bad as I once was. Yeah. So that was the. Well, you yeah, got a daughter because so. when you have a you know son or a daughter, yeah, that that alone makes you realize. Well, maybe I might ought to set a good example. So being a husky guy, did we say something like, "Come on down and have a meal with us"? <laughs> I wasn't husky then. No, he was a. Yeah. And you were actually. I a, was right a up, bull rider. Yeah. Road Bulls, man, Tony. Motocross, Bull Rider. John has quite the history of. So pick up the story from there. And uh, so I met Tony, Neil, and we rodeoed together. That's what the bull riding. And uh, I hadn't seen him for a couple of years. And all of a sudden he calls me out of the blue, inviting me to church. Well, I busted out laughing (laughs) because I knew what he'd been doing because I'd been doing it with him. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he's like, "No, I'm serious." I said, "Yeah, well, I ain't ready, Bob. You know, <laughs> I wasn't ready. I ain't want to be around no holy roller." Yeah, <laughs> and uh, he kept calling me, inviting me, and Paula kept saying, "We need to go visit churches." So it was coming on duck season, and I got me an idea. <laughs> I'm gonna go to Tony's church because you go there because he slicked me into coming to a. He said, I want you to come see my house, what he said. It was on Sunday night. We're going to cook hamburgers. <laughs> and I went over there. It was house church. Oh, oh yeah. I was mad. I mad. They did eat that, but you did eat your hamburger. Yeah. Well, his daddy was up there. He was my drinking buddy cooking the hamburgers. Yeah. And we was up there getting beer and cups, and them church folks wouldn't see us. You was there, you was there doing the lesson. That's how so I'm this was starting out shaky at best. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so were you there in red solo cups? I was the full. It had to be the full. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. And uh, I didn't know all that was going on behind the scenes. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, you're learning yeah. stuff today. Yeah. So Godwin's going to illuminate. Man, <clears throat> I got me an idea because duck season's coming on. I needed a new duck call, and you went to Tony's church. So I'm gonna go to Tony's church, and Miss Paula's gonna be happy. Because I went to mm-hmm. church, and I'm gonna meet you and maybe get a duck call, mm-hmm. and that's what I did. 
I'm gonna kill me two birds with one Boy, stone. It, it ended up, it ended up, Galvin. You got way more than that. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, did I. Tony introduced me to you, and uh, you said bring him on down to the house tomorrow at dinner time, which I'd learned right then to come down here at 12 o'clock every day. <laughs> it's a practice you practice for a long From time. From then on. And, uh, which, but we, anyway. we, which we now lovingly call the Duck Commander 50. You're going to put on 50 oh, yeah. pounds. With or, your, 75 or 75 in my case. <laughs> so, so I come down. You built me a duck call. And you said, all right, God. He said, you said, what are you doing here? You been messing up? I said, no. <laughs> I mean, why not lie, right? Yeah, Just add to I, the rest of the stuff. Yeah, I ain't going to lie. It's Phil Robertson, you know. <laughs> he said, yeah, you have. That's why you're here. And he started telling me about Jesus and what he'd done for me. And I was just like, all this stuff. What year? You asked me what year it was. It's 1996 then. And uh, that Jesus had come 1,996 years ago, now mm-hmm. 2,020 years. Yeah, that's right. And, uh, man, I, some of this stuff was just, I, I couldn't, it was just, I was washing over me. And I started thinking about, uh, you know, sometimes I'd go to the bar, and the next day I'd wake up and I'd think, I don't think I was very good last night. You know, in the back of your head, but you couldn't wait for it to get dark so you could go back. And you asked me, you said, what about sin? You think you've sinned? And I just kind of looked at the ground. You said, what'd you do Saturday night? I said, yeah, I sinned. (laughs) (laughs) Dad always has a way, right? This is funny. But But I'd never, you know. I probably was thinking, well, at least he's honest. Yeah. yeah, after you interrogate, <laughs> like this sounds like a force. Sometimes you got to kind of pride out of them. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you just went on telling me how much he loved us and how much he, you know, he went to the cross for us and he was buried and raised again. And I, I'd never heard that, and I didn't respond that day. I had to go back. You told me something I'll never forget. This is what made me feel. This man just ain't trying to get something. You said, you got a Bible at your house? I said, yeah, I think there's one around there somewhere. He said, you said, go back and lock the door. Won't nobody be able to see you reading your Bible. And he said, you said, read Luke and Acts. He said, and make sure everything I'm telling you here today is true. Don't put your faith in me. I want you to put your faith in God. Hmm. And that really meant a lot to me. Mm-hmm. Wow. Hang on, let's take a break. So uh, this is a, a brand new sponsor to the show. I'm really interested uh, in checking these guys out some more. Uh, and this Ancestry.com, which is really interesting, you know, that now with DNA, um, you know, this is something people didn't even, you know, know anything about. I mean, really in our lifetime, this DNA is like – taken off for people to find out about their family, find out about their family history. Obviously in our family, uh, you know, DNA has played a huge role in us, 
you know, discovering a hey, sister. Yeah, you, know, you that, have a sister. I've always been interested in DNA and ancestry just because I think it's an evidence of God. I think so, that too. we have this code, and you can look at your heritage. I mean, it's fascinating. Yeah. I've always thought the same thing, Jason. And, and I never was really drawn to doing it for some reason, but then, you know, we found Phyllis, you know, because of yeah. it. So it's great. So Well, and think of all the people who have, you know— been in jail and they you know they found their dna up oh, wasn't them i mean it's it's quite fac- fascinating to see your heritage well obviously i'm so glad these guys are, are, are sponsors on our podcast because this has played a big role in changing our lives and so we want to encourage you guys to, uh, to check them out you go to ancestry.com slash phil and uh find out your story find out where you come from find out who maybe you got some heroes uh in your past back there so it's ancestry.com slash phil so how long? So then, how long was it then before you made the move to? So we did. We baptized in the river. I guess no, now I was there the night he was baptized. Yeah, I was, that's where I entered. I story. just couldn't. You know, I was, I was, I was hearing all this stuff, and I couldn't get by it. And um, but I'm still like, I ain't sure about these people. But what you was telling me was very. I mean, it was made sense, and. So I did. I went back and I read my Bible and I got to the end of Luke and where he just appeared into the room where he, where all his yeah, buddies his resurrection. Yeah, yeah, all his running buddies was up there and they was spooked because he just appeared. <laughs> <laughs> because this is like the redneck <laughs> paraphrase version. <laughs> his buddies were spooked because he, they thought it was a spook. He, he was dead. <laughs> And go ahead. Well, I'd be, I would be scared too. I mean, yeah. If I'd seen one of y'all just appear and after I died, and he said, "Look at me, I'm not a ghost. Ghosts don't have flesh and bone like you see I have." Mm-hmm. And um, he ate fish with them, and I got to thinking what like he fish. said. Yeah, me too. <laughs> no, and, that's uh, what you were thinking. I like fish. I like yeah. fish. And um, it got to thinking. He said, "We get our bodies back." Yeah, which is something I'd never heard. Mm-hmm. So I. So just, now you're reading it. And I'm it's reading like, it. Started to make sense. To the you. reason they were scared is they realized they recognized him because he was him. They saw him die. It and, was his body, and yeah. he was back. Yeah, yeah. And I said, "Man, I maybe need to get entered in this." You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. and, <laughs> well, uh, God, that is. Ex- I had the same exact thought when I read the same exact verse. I thought, really, fish fries in heaven. I was just thinking there's a way to live again. I mean, it's weird how we all come from different backgrounds and different stories. So how how long did it take once you were converted before we hired you? Well, let me well, go back, though, because the, the night, because this is where I entered John's life, which we're, you know, really close friends now, and Lisa and Paul are, are best friends as well. So Tony Neal, who was the guy, because we talk about a lot, a lot of people ask us on the podcast, how do I share my faith? I mean, Tony was a good example for that for John. Like he he straightened his life up, and so then yeah. he thought, well, I got friends, kind of like you did with your friends, but you didn't go down the road. But you thought I want them in, yeah. and so people will say, well, how do I talk about it? Just like he did. I mean, he just said, have a conversation and get get sure. him to somebody. That's right. so he did. Well, let, let me say something right quick about sure. about <clears throat> that. Tony's a home builder and. We was getting our, our house built. He was going to build it. So we was starting to spend a lot of time with him, you know, over at his house. And something I noticed, he was acting the same on Tuesday 
as it did on Sunday, which was different. Yeah. Because yeah. all them boys at work I'd work with, they was Christian too, but I was getting drunk with them every Saturday night. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, yeah. they was telling me they were Christian. Everybody yeah. talked a good game on yeah. Sunday, which is, and, Dad, you make the point all the time, how you live your life speaks as Romans much as 12. anything. That's exactly right. So, so Tony calls me. I had just gotten back from a trip. Me and old Chad Johnson <clears throat> had been on the road. I was speaking somewhere. And it was, you know, 10 o'clock at night. I was tired. We'd been driving. And Tony called and he said, I got my, one of my best friends. Uh, Phil shared the gospel with him a while back. He's ready to, you know, totally commit. And we're going to baptize him. We're down here at the building. He said, but, you know, I feel like maybe would you mind coming down here and just kind of going through it one more time? So he really understands it because, you know, Tony's new, and so he wasn't sure he got yeah. all, everything right. So we're all fired up, even though we were tired. I said, yeah, come on. So we, so I roll in, and there's Godwin, first time I'd ever met him. And Paula's sitting over there. And uh, she instantly, like, when I came in, like, everybody said, hey, this is Al, you know. And, and, of course, I was working for the church. But Paula was, like, standoffish to me, which is funny now because we're all so close. You know, and I, I didn't. I thought, what's wrong with that old gal? You know, I thought, man, this this old boy here, he's he's got a rough one there. I guess he'll, so, because she was just like super standoffish and wouldn't even like hardly speak to me. I go through it with John, <clears throat> and so John's like, all right, I'm ready to hit it. And so we said, all right, let's go down here. And so Tony baptized you. Mm-hmm. So we're walking down there, and then Paula, the first thing she says to me is, she says, well, I'm not getting baptized. And I look around like, you know, I was like. I didn't know you were there. You know, yeah. I, I just kind of, cause I'd been just. And she'd been nagging on me yeah, to go to time. church. Turns out Paula had had a bad experience with a pastor in her past where she felt like he like really put the pressure on her to get baptized or something. So she kind of had a thing about preachers. Like she didn't, wouldn't care for it. So she, which is funny now they were all so close, but in that moment she was like, of course, you know, and then she hit it a little bit later too. But that was my first time. It turns out we had just built a house in Calhoun. And John and Paula had bought the land right across the street from us. And so I didn't know it at the time, but that was the house that, that Tony yeah. was going to build for you guys. And so that started a now 20-plus-year relationship. 16 of it, we lived across the street from the God. Well, you know. So we raised our families together, mm-hmm. you know, through the whole process. So that was 96? Yeah. That's when it started, yeah. Ooh. January the 21st, last day of duck season, 1996. So twenty four years later, in the morning, and you're was still it that late? No wonder I was so tired. <laughs> so we hired you what a year or two after that, or whatever. No, it was, was a few years. It was in first. I worked. I was still working at Riverwood. I worked at Riverwood for twenty one years. And well, then by I'd the way, on. and all that was swing shift. Yeah. So I mean, you know, the old deal about days, evenings, evenings, nights. Great, great I mean, job. it's a those guys. I feel for them because you can't. It's hard to have a life like you know. But I mean, he yeah. just you know, me and Paula had one weekend off a month. Together. Hmm. Yeah. So John would have to miss a lot of our groups and stuff because he was always working, you know. And he'd call us from work because he'd say, you know, he he was he was missing it, you know. He wanted to be there, part of the process. Yeah. But it was uh, 1999 I started part time, and then Duckman Seven. That's when we was going to Texas. You said you about tired of that meal, ain't you? I was thinking in my head, yeah. And you said, you might as well come to work for me. And me and Miss Kay talked about it. Al had a big part, I think. Yeah, I was helping grease the uh, wheel. And uh, <clears throat> so we did. And 21 years ago. 
And now, full time. So now this you've been my 21st year. You've been full time for Duck Commander longer than you worked at the mill this year. Yeah. You finally transitioned out, sure which, is, which is pretty huh. awesome. And I'm still up. working to this day. Yeah. So let's uh, let's take another break. So one of the things we talk about a lot, Jace, we kind of look back over our, our family history of having a small business. And it's kind of funny because basically me, you, I'm not much Willie in the old days, were the labor force. Yeah. Uh, our grandpa. W- Willie was holding out for a management position. <laughs> and he got it. That's and what's he, so crazy. He, he didn't put in all the early work and he wound up running the whole business. But, you know, back in the day, you know, we laugh about it because – we talk about human resources, and we were the resources all in one house. Uh, but business has obviously changed. People now have to have – they have to be in compliance with all these, you know, rules and laws and liabilities. And you got to have some HR, you know, help. That was a nice way to say people can be difficult. They can be difficult. And so uh, one of the things that's hard on small businesses, and certainly would have been for us, is we didn't have seventy grand to hire – an HR person. So we would have loved this. There's a company called Bambi, B-A-M-B-E-E, and it was specifically created uh, to help small businesses have human resources. Uh, and so they, they can really fit your business and help you out. Month to month, no hidden fees. You can cancel any time. And so you want to check these guys out. You go to Bambi.com, B-A-M-B-E-E.com slash Robertson. You can schedule a free HR audit. So that's Bambi.com slash Robertson. B-A-M to the B-E-E dot com slash Robertson. Yeah, in fact, uh, so John um, puts duck calls together now. Of course, you work at the warehouse, yeah. which is funny because, like, when the show ended, like, the, most of the family we quit, didn't do day-to-day anymore. I mean, Jason never went back. You're still associated with the company, but you don't do a lot of day-to-day, right? Yeah. You're I right. mean, I tried to quit, and Willie's like, oh, no, no, no. It's like the mafia. You, you so never get it fully you're like a, yeah. I'm like a consultant. But he's like, you know, just be there when I need you. But he doesn't call much. So <laughs> so what's the biggest difference in me and uh, Stone kind of heading up the duck yeah, Stone's call Stone's the duck call department. maker now, main guy. Well, I just don't listen to him. <laughs> <laughs> so, Galvin, it's kind of funny since you do work for Duck Commander now. But when's the last time you've seen me at Duck Commander, at the the main office up there and everything? It was. It's been this year. You come up there for something? Oh, probably to do a some kind of radio yeah. hit or something, right? Might so, have. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. He comes there every once in a while to do some media, but you hadn't been there to do duck calls. And mm-hmm. of course, you know mm-hmm. Jay when he'll come up with a new product, he always has to make sure Jay's likes it and he also comes even all these years later even though dad doesn't ever ask anybody to but he always comes to you too oh, yeah. i mean i know yeah. it's like it's like the god by the way you know? and what's what's really uh uh as it turned out the irony of it all is that when he i'm sitting in front of him he said this thing is a piece of junk here well he ended up the last 20 years building them I would say y'all probably sold in the last 20 years, me. A lot, a lot. So now the very duck call where it started at a little duck call rally, when people say, well, how do you reach people? And what do you say? You just just form a little friendship with them. Come on down, sit around a while. We'll have a meal here. You know, and just point them, just point them to tell them the story about Jesus. But to your credit, most people, if they heard somebody say, this call's a piece of junk, most people would 
have flared be bitter up. and yeah. wouldn't say anything. Yeah. But you yeah. turn around and say, "Hey, I build them." Yeah, let me let me yeah. look. Let me check that. Maybe. Well, something. I just knew at yeah. that point. You know, he was a young buck, didn't know any better. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> operator, I was <laughs> being kind. <laughs> but I, I, I think but the it, fact you were kind. I said, Is there a possibility the it might be you that can't blow it? No. <laughs> right. Oh, are you talking to me? You probably <laughs> said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know, everybody thinks you're the greatest duck oh, caller yeah. there ever yeah. was. You know? Do you know how many times I've had somebody come up there and they're like, "This thing won't work," mm. and I'm like, "Turn it around." <laughs> they're yeah. like, "What?" Yeah. Blow I've been it. duck hunting all my Try life. Try the I'm other like, end. Blow in the Turn the call around. <laughs> yeah, it'll work when and I suck like, on it, but I can't blow on it. Make it work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you've been in on many a good duck hunt since then. I have. And videos, uh-huh. and it led to so John on the show, because a lot of people that know Godwin only know him from the show, you know, because they didn't know all the history we just told, and, uh, and you know everybody had a kind of a role to play, I guess would be the way to put it, and so I always felt like John there was so much more to him than the show showed yep. because he was usually the guy just with some crazy offhand comment. Well, or, you've <laughs> spoken at a many and many, many, many engagements since. Oh then. yeah, oh, John yeah. probably travels more than any of us. I I think, and that's what I tell everybody: the best thing that come out of Duck Dynasty was getting to travel around and speak. I mean, it's opened quite a few <laughs> doors because everywhere I go, it's people kind of like us. I mean, you don't see that in the news. I mean, America's great. Yeah, you don't. You don't know that. We should news, make America great again. The news, the, the most of the media, I love it. They don't ever concentrate too long on rednecks. Uh, Not that you're a redneck. That's terrible. But I noticed Godwin. I I, I, I haven't talked to him in a while. But I, I noticed that Godwin. He, he has a. Oh yeah, he's got a. He's that's got, what this woman told me in Utah. I had an accent. <laughs> I said I didn't have it when I woke up. <laughs> <laughs> See now that was a that's a duck dynasty lie. That was, so so John and I get to travel. We travel a lot as John and Paula and Lisa and I just for fun. But we get to work travel some too, mm-hmm. and because uh, we got a good little tandem team thing we worked out. We just did some stuff in Utah. We got one coming up in a couple of weeks. But we so last year we went to Oregon, and I had spoken at a big men's one of these beast feasts. You know, like we all do, thousand men. And it, look, it's just south of Portland, Oregon. But just think about really think about it right now. That's right. I huh. go in there, a thousand men are there, camo. I mean, I thought I got out in front of that crowd. And I said I didn't know there were rednecks in Oregon. Of course, they're hooping and hollering. And I thought there we got they're everywhere. They're everywhere. I mean, the core is there. Even New York. Exactly. So Not I sp- New York City, <clears throat> north of there, up in the woods. You get up in there. Oh, uh, they're know? there. I mean, yeah. they're so, killing, so I they're spoke. shooting wolf, half wolf, half coyotes, oh. telling me their problem. They're getting their cattle, you know. We're I mean? out there. You just got to find them. So goose I, hunter, a bunch of goose hunters up there. Yeah, I spoke at this event. Good people. And then the next year, they called me, and they were like, hey, you got any idea? Can you get one of your brothers? You know, I get this all the time. I said, well, they're busy. I said, I, what about there's my buddy John Godwin? He'd be perfect for this. And they were like, he speaks? Again, just only thinking from the yeah. show, like, can he put yeah. two sentences together? I said, oh, he, he'll be good. I said, and I'll come with him and preach on Sunday because they wanted me to preach on Sunday. So we went out together. Yeah. And I love it when the audience, because John gets up there. So the audience, they were familiar with the show. In fact, they showed a bunch of clips of you mm-hmm. before he got up. And here's John doing all these crazy stuff on the show. 
And so I can tell they're looking like, well, this guy, their thing is going to be like, would be like Mountain Man got up to speak. And he'd be like, whoa. (laughs) I don't know if this is going to go. So John starts into his story, and he does the duck call demonstration, which is really funny. He's got a whole bit he does about the women and versus the drakes versus the uh, hens. And so, but I'm watching this audience, and they're just like, this guy. And it was really neat because I'm out there with them, so I'm, I'm feeling it. They're like surprised. You know, and then he just knocks it out of the park and he just tells his own story, his testimony, just what he just shared on the podcast. And so it, I love that the audiences get to discover there's a depth to you, John, that, that they didn't know was there because that's what TV does. It kind of distorts sometimes the, yeah. the realities of it, I guess, would be the way I would say it. Well, Godwin, you've done well, my man. You really have. Yeah. Let's take, yeah. Uh, let's take one last break. So, Godwin, so where have you been lately? Because you brought a box in here. So we've well, got this come yeah. from London. Really? England? Kentucky. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think the same. I was trying to find my London accent. Cheerio. Hello, mate. Hello. Stand some still, laddie. <laughs> <laughs> is that, what is that from? One of Pink Floyd's famous <laughs> lines at the end. Stand still, laddie. Leave them kids alone. <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> The brick wall. Yeah. So London, Kentucky. London, Kentucky. I bet I they don't spoke. have a British accent in London. Well, Kentucky. let me tell you, if you no. were in England, they would they would recognize your accent. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. I would have an accent would, over there. Yeah. They'd say you're not from around here. I'd say no. So open the box. I want to see what's in. It. All right. Well, well tell me, us about it. This uh, Dan Collard. He's a senior pastor for Faith Assembly of God in London, Kentucky, where I spoke. Yeah. He, one of his guys that goes to church with him, Hawk Creek Armory, seen your AR hanging on the deal there by your chair. Yeah, it's probably there right now. And he said, that thing needs to be redone. <laughs> really? So he sent this to you. Well, I'll be. I didn't know. Wait a minute. Check this out. Wait a minute. I said he's done well, but he's... he's, We lost your mic, Phil. Yeah, turn that to him. In all the excitement. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what do you know? Let's see here. We got a little Uh reveal. Got a little reveal. Are you telling me they they gave me that or you that? They gave me that. I'm just going... No, it's your... I hadn't even looked at it yet myself. Well, break that, break that pistol out. Wow! Look at there. Okay. And it's got a. Let me see that thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just for safety. Safety first. Yep. Now notice on the receiver over here on the other side. Godwin. Uh. You can, you, can, you can check with Miss K, but what does it have on you it? You possibly could get a raise. <laughs> you might get a raise over this. Well, wait, no, just got a raise. There's a clip in there. Does that get extra? What is, what is the verse on there? Acts 15. It just says Acts the whole chapter. Well, what do you know? Well, let me see. Well, you Hold tell on, let's those get brothers the clear. I appreciate that. Or it says. Well, we didn't even know that, John. Right no. up. No, so so accident. for our audio only audience, we are just so you know, we are looking at an AR fifteen. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's not what it says at all. Well, I was way off. <laughs> oh, that's fixing stuff. This is Psalms twenty three four. 
Boy, you were close. Boy, Acts, oh, Acts 15, uh, Psalm 23, 4. Yeah, I didn't say I it. I said A50. I said that was the model number. Oh. I said A- 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 R- 15, Acts 15. I didn't say it was a Bible scholar, Jason. And these people thought Duck Dynasty made him up. No, he's for real. Now, some of our audience, ladies and gentlemen, are going to say, wait a minute, they seem to get all excited over a weapon it's on the side here well i know psalm it's 23 a, the lord I, is I my just say, walk through the valley to, to all of you out there in I the computer no land uh it may come down to this but uh for uh, in the meantime for cotton mouths and such but uh <laughs> and self-defense but uh Gobbin, good night son i appreciate that <laughs> yeah. well i had no idea and i got a clip for you too Boy, I'm about yep. to yank this off my head. I'm hung up here. So, it's not, so it's not funny, but even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, I guess in your and AR-15, your AR your AR <laughs> they comfort me. It's, 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 it's a weapon, but the staff has gone over to... This little puppy. The staff has been upgraded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've upgraded some. And the guy that built this for you, he built it personally. His name's Robertson. Robertson? Really? really? Well, he may be Ken. Might be. The blood, the Robertson blood, it could be, could be weed. Especially weed. up in that area. Yes. By the I, way, we, we came through uh, yeah, Ken folks, Tennessee, Tennessee Kentucky. Kentucky. Yep. They got in covered wagons, came this way, but that's where... You know, James Robertson. So I was just in Nashville last weekend, and I was talking. They got a statue, but the <laughs> yeah. Black Lives Matter found out it's gone. But oh, I mean, boy. That's right. We better they, not they let got them a, know. They got a statue of some of our kin up there. I, oh, saw, yeah. I saw it one time. Yeah, there's a one of the main thoroughfares there. In I think he was Nashville. ex-governor of Tennessee. Yeah, he was, he was something like that. He, yeah. he discovered. Uh, part of that area. Somebody sent me a thing. One of these How do you discover something? DNA, DNA deals, and they said we tracked you to this Roberts up in Tennessee. Right. Winko's, yeah, all the way back. So, well, I think there's a Roberts in County in Tennessee. Really? Yeah. yeah our people We're came from, from Tennessee. There. I thought we came from Scotland. We well, we Scotland, did originally. Scotland but, came over. But they wound up in Tennessee. Yeah. The old James Robertson, he's, he's quite the character. He was a Explorer type about sixteen hundred. So what would he have been? I wonder how far past Paul. I, 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 I hate to tell you when we went to Scotland. Yeah, the the guy showed me and James Robertson. He showed me it was sixteen hundred and something. Oh wow! But he come over here and you know he was the one that came across the pond. Jeff and I because we were pathfinder types. You yep. know, Jeff and I were going to go metal detect our our roots, and so we go down this road for a couple of days of seeing where we're from. And I hate to tell you this. But our ancestors there in Tennessee, there were a bunch of moonshiners and bootleggers. Is that right? Yeah. That's why I didn't want you to go back too far. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Be careful what you wish for. Yeah, I yeah. need to go on Ancestry.com and, buy, and look at some of those people. And you ought to see out. some of the pictures. They're quite funny. And they meant a lot of them had multiple names, you know. There was a... Marriage was kind of optional. I need to show... A, I need to get a picture to Cole, our, our engineer here, that I show sometimes when I go on the road. So... I don't know what he would have been. Your great grandfather was James Jephthah Robert, or Judge Jephthah Robertson. Yeah, who that, Jeff that's my dad's was. dad. Okay, so there's a picture. I got a picture of him. Really? And I put the picture of you next to it. I mean, it's it's scary. Well, I mean, the one Jeff really? showed. From oh, the, the big long beard, the nose. I mean, it's you. 
Yep, showed fed, one from the 16 or he had 1700s. A gun fight, he had a gunfight with the federal federales, our federal government, and the federal government killed him. Really? Yeah, he, he had a. They, they well, most of these people that we looked up, they, they got him. Yeah. They all died violent deaths. Yep. So, well, I'm sure. So Godwin on the show, they called you Godwin the Stout. Uh, yeah. But you, you're where are you from? Where have you done any research? On I people? did do some when I was in Scotland. I looked and found that there was a King Godwinson. Really. So you're so you got you're royalty. royalty. You're, you're royalty. Oh. You yeah. better believe it. Just ask me, I'll tell you. You need to tell Jay that. You yeah. need to say you don't need you need to treat me with a little more respect. I am royalty, you know. Yeah, that's right. So we all came from Scotland. I guess so. Well, you know, I know yeah. we did because they have the Robertson Museum. We visited. Yeah, and here we are. That. We got the band back together. We're getting the band back together. A, and we have ARs now uh, yeah. as part of the process. ARs, HCA. Boy, how did I miss that? <laughs> HCA 15 is what was on it. And you thought hmm. it said Acts 15. Yeah, well, I just seen the A in 15 and it looked familiar. <laughs> Well, I tell you what, Gavin. I, I guess going forward, you're always going to be welcome on the podcast, especially when you bring gifts like that. Jason and I are expecting something, you know, something similar next time. Well, and it shows how humble you are, because most people, when they go speak at an event, they're like, "Look, we have a gun for your friend Phil. Thanks for coming." <laughs> most people would be a little upset about that. Yeah, like, wait a minute, you, you seem I? pretty happy about it. So, well, if I hadn't I never showed up down here, I wouldn't ever be speaking. That's right. You wouldn't well, have had the opportunity. I have to say, Godwin loves Jesus, and uh, and his wife is awesome. Uh, Paula's one of my favorite people on the planet. I tell her that every time I see her. And I got to marry uh, Johanna. I got to do the wedding, yeah. uh, which was very touching for us. And John and Paula were there for Lisa and I in our, some of our darker days. John was my buddy. He's, he, he was good at just listening. You know, he didn't try to give me too much. You know, I just need to vent some, you know. And so I always say everybody needs a friend like Godwin. Uh, just to work through the rough patches, and we did the same for them. So. Yeah, going down this memory lane, I'm shocked that I that don't remember too much of it. But yeah, I mean, I'm shocked that we're shocked. A lot of them. <laughs> I'm God shocked was, you're shocked yeah, by the God line one of, is one that made the cut. The so. line of the podcast was now, how'd you come to the Lord? Well, you, who, brought, you brought who brought you to the Lord? Well, uh, you, you did. did. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. That was embarrassing. Well, yeah. well, uh, actually, Tony brought me to. Yeah. That's right. So, John, you're always welcome. Uh, well, on, shame. Yeah, we appreciate you being here today. It's fun. I may be embarrassed to watch this one now. I probably w- make wood duck calls that day. <laughs> 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 Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube and be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.